Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Episode 58 of Believe in Betting LA. I'm your host, Sam Maxwell. You can find me on Twitter at smaxwell713. I'm joined as always by my co-host Chris Lewert. You can find him on Twitter at Lou Mandingo Rock. How are you doing today, Chris? I was wondering how much it costs to get a jingle made. You know, I know we have that sweet Dr. Dre intro music, but I'd like a jingle, like one of those mattress commercial jingles that get stuck in your head or like the carpet ones. And uh, I think that would really be be something. Let's talk yeah, to management that's, about that. That's that's a want and not a need. But yeah, okay, I'm I'm right there with you. That'd be that'd be really cool. Um, we are recording this today, Saturday morning, October 3rd, breaking news in the NFL. Patriots quarterback Cam Newton has tested positive for COVID-19. He will not be playing in the game against the Chiefs. It was scheduled tomorrow at 10 a.m. Pacific time. Now we're not sure. There's a lot of different reports. It's definitely not going to be played tomorrow. It may be played Monday. It may be played Tuesday. It may be postponed. Unlike the Steelers-Titans, there's not a clean way of rescheduling this with the bye weeks. That game is going to be played week eight now and uh, this week four is effectively both of those teams' buys. Uh, that's not the case here for Chiefs-Patriots. This game, if it isn't played Monday or Tuesday, will be played very likely in a new Week 18. Everything will be pushed back, so the NFL is certainly going to try everything in their power to make sure this game is played Monday or Tuesday. Uh, but today's Saturday morning. The incubation period for this uh, virus, unfortunately, is five, six days. We saw a couple of Titans test positive yesterday for the first time all week, so there could definitely be other players in the Patriots that do test positive tomorrow, Monday, Tuesday, and if that's the case, I do think this game will be pushed. So evaluate everything. You know, we're recording this Saturday morning. You're going to be listening to it whenever you are. Make sure you, you check all your tickets. You check your fantasy line if there's uh, you know some explosive players in both these teams. Uh, we just want to make sure everyone is prepared as possible. It's it's a uh, it's uncharted territory. It's uncharted water for us, and so we're going to be doing the best we can to advise all of our listeners on this, but but ultimately things are going to change very, very quickly. Um, okay, so we will talk about NFL a little bit more. Uh, first, let's just recap. Let's take a victory lap here, Chris. We had a great week three. If you remember, way back to week one, you were terrible. <laughs> we were telling our listeners to fade you. All of a sudden, Chris goes 5-0 in week three. You are above 500 now at 7-6-1, all in for the NFL season. What's changed, Chris? Nothing. The likelihood of going 5-0 and is the same as 0-5. Uh, it shouldn't happen. We should be sitting right around 3-2 and or 4-2, and kind of. Every week, a little bit north, the best betters hit 52, 53, 54, 55, 56%. Uh, if you're hitting above that, you're just you're on an insane hot streak, which is where, again, the value comes in, right? So if you're betting things that have the best possible prices when you hit 500, you know you don't lose to that big because you had a couple bets maybe that hit the dead plus odds. Or if you go four and three, you're making money because you had those those correct odds. That's why it's so, so important to continue to to bet that value. But uh, I almost didn't want to record this week. I just wanted to maybe never record again and go out on the high note and Costanza it and just never never speak about betting again and, and just live on that 5-0 and week three 2020 NFL victory. Um, but, yeah, uh, quite excited about it. Uh, Lakers was automatic. Panthers, Chargers, I had both those Herbert – uh, props. I think one of them, I can't remember, I think it was the rusher. He rushed for like 15 and the over was 14 and a half. So that one was pretty tight. 
Uh, but I think he threw pass attempts. He had like 38 or 40, something like that. Sadly for Los Angeles, the Bills uh, seem to be the real deal, looking really tough and probably my pride and joy, one that I might want to put on my LinkedIn profile is having that Lions plus five half against the Cardinals. Um, no, I didn't have a feeling about it. No, I didn't know what was going on. Just one of those games at minus one, ten, five and a half points uh, was was great. That was that was probably my favorite win in a long time. Well, luckily for us, you're not just going to rest on your laurels. I think you'd be too bored to not to not come back here and, and continue this action, sure. anyways. But a great week for Chris. In week three, great week for myself as well. I went two and one in the NFL. I hit very easily on that over for Rams. Bills, that game was explosive. Rams with an unfortunate call at the end there. Um, you know, it was a fourth down. Uh, it was a ticky-tack pass interference penalty that eventually gave, of course, the Bills another chance, and they, they won. Uh, but obviously, if you're a Rams fan, you've had it go the other way in a much, much more important game. So, yep. um, you know, calls... Don't always go your way. And, and I didn't love the call, but there was contact there, and uh, that unfortunately doomed the Rams. But uh, I was able to get the win on the over. Uh, I lost on the Chargers teaser. They lost outright, so that one was done, and the over didn't hit anyways. Uh, and then I won for the third straight week with my best bet. So I guess it really if it comes down to it. Just take my best bet. You know, the Rams, yeah, only best Chargers, best we're doing that because this is an L.A.-based show. We're doing well uh, with what we have. But uh, 3-0 and now with my best bets, I took Steelers minus 3.5, and they – hit very easily. I also hit on my Nuggets team total under 104.5 points uh, in game four. Uh, so that one was good as well. Actually, sorry, it was 110.5. I think they scored uh, 104. So um, all in went 3-1 and one last week, went 2-1 and one in the NFL. Chris went a, a sterling 5-0. and oh, So, uh, yeah, we're doing well. And then we're moving on to week number four. Uh, but before we do, just want to thank our sponsor, Bet Online. As always, the best odds, the earliest odds. We had Dave Mason on the podcast last episode, so go ahead and listen to that if you want a little more information on Dave Mason. Uh, he's the sportsbook brand manager of Bet Online. He actually told us he hates titles, so we're gonna talk. We're gonna call him that title uh, forevermore. Just kind of bust his balls. Dave's a, a great guy, real fun guest to have on, and living the life down there in Costa Rica. But as we mentioned, Bet Online truly is the best place to, to get your action in. Uh, they have great customer service. They have every single thing you can possibly find. They put up their odds before any other online sports book in the world. So go to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all of their great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's BetOnline. Dot A-G and sign up today. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And just want to run it back here with our Twitter handles. Again, you can find me at smaxwell713. Chris is at Rock. Stag Capital is at Stag Cap. And you can find all of the other great Believe Podcasts on Twitter at Believe Podcasts on Twitter, B-L-E-A-V Podcasts and Believe.com. And of course, if you're looking for more of great Believe in Betting LA action for the podcast. We are on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, and iHeart. If you can click subscribe, our beautiful voices will be in your podcast application in your phone as soon as we publish it. And if you want to review and rate us, we appreciate that very much so. Now, we mentioned Stag Capital. That's Chris's uh, how would you call it? Is that your company, your group of friends? Is that just an old-timer thing? How, what would you define Stack Capital as? I think it, it, it came to be uh, super contest signups for whatever reason. When we first got into it, it seemed like you know there'd be 100 signups, right? And, and 70 of them would have some sort of like financial name to it, like management or finance or uh, corporation or something. So we just 
we were kind of making fun of that. We're like, oh yeah, we're stag capital management. Like we're some sort of finance or banking hedge fund firm uh, is where it came from. And then it evolved into uh, to kind of just being what we did, what we did things under because while we do do mostly sports betting, we're also involved in, in the markets, uh, trading and uh, equities and, and what have you's and various other financial dealings kind of became the, the holding company for lack of a better term and has now launched, well, I wouldn't say it's launched, uh, but what we're doing now and what we've been doing now for about three or four weeks of which Sam is, is a member is we've launched a product called Edge Finder Sports, edgefindersports, all one word, dot com. And one of the things that we ran into ever since we went at Super Contest is messages, emails, phone calls, just constantly. Uh, who are you betting on this week? Who are you taking in this game? Do you like this prop? Do you like this total? And it became very time consuming because these are mostly people we know. And even if we don't know, you want to you want to give an answer to somebody, uh, you know, bartenders and, and waitresses. Who are you? What do you do? Oh, yeah. Who should I bet on? Right. So we decided to develop a service that publishes our bets. So what we are betting personally at Stag Capital in basically real time. So from the time we place that bet, it gets published to our Slack channel, our private Slack channel in probably 10, 15 seconds. So it's near real time. And it shows what we're betting on today. It's what we've put our money on. It's what Stag Capital is investing in every single day across sports, total spreads, what have you. And it's the ability to get that product out to customers as it's happening. Uh, one of the things we run into here with the podcast, right, is we're doing it 12 hours or 24 hours or 48 hours before the event. And it makes it tough when the line moves, especially when you're a value-based company. So if that's at all interesting to you, check it out, edgefindersports.com. Uh, Sam can attest to it. It's it's pretty clean. It's pretty upfront and we're helpful. Uh, it's not about picking winners. It's about picking value. And if you'd like to learn more about sports betting and ask questions from the, the big brains at Stag Cap, of which I am not one, check it out. Great plug. And yeah, like, like Chris mentioned, I'm actually currently using this product and it is great. It, it pops up all day in your phone for all different types of sports, props, totals, game lines, et cetera. It's, it's a lot of fun. It gives you uh, some action that you wouldn't have had otherwise. Um, and sometimes the value lines up and, and sometimes it doesn't. And I don't ride obviously with the ones that, that are suggested that I can't find value on it. It, it. it does it for various different sports books. And so, you know, come in and say, bet online. This is the bet that we like for bet online. And I'll go check a bunch of different books. Sometimes I'll be able to get it on Ben line. Sometimes I won't. Uh, you know, the values obviously change very quickly. Um, and, and obviously, I'm sure you and the, the, the brain trust at StatCap would advise only getting it in uh, when the value 100%. is aligned. Yep. Uh, and I want to correct something you said there. It is about picking the winners. The way you pick the winners is by <laughs> picking the value. So I think, I think both can be true. Um, more breaking news, it looks like, as we are recording here, the Chiefs practice squad quarterback who was playing Cam Newton – uh, against the Chiefs starting defense all week. Jordan Ta'amu, unfortunately, has now tested positive for COVID-19. It's looking like this game may happen Tuesday. But, of course, as more and more players do test positive, it becomes harder and harder for this game to be played. I mean, uh, these teams still have to travel. The Patriots need to go to Kansas City. Um, so, first, we just want to, you know, mention that our thoughts and prayers are with everyone that, that has this unfortunate virus and disease. And, um, you know, the health of these players are, are a lot more important than us being able to put bets down and getting them in our fantasy lineups. Of course, the unfortunate news that our, our president also has COVID-19. He's dealing with some symptoms. He's at the hospital now. We we hope everyone makes a full and complete recovery as quickly and as easily as possible. This is, uh, you know, just a devastating thing for, for us across the country. I don't care how you feel about 
uh, the president or his politics or anyone else, there's a lot of people struggling with this. And, and we all um, you know, wish everyone the best, including these players that are coming down with it. So uh, hopefully the NFL, we talked about this before recording, hopefully they ha- have some sort of backup plan in place. I mean, this is not something that, you know, it's, it's ignorant to think that this wasn't going to happen in any capacity. So we'll see. It's going to be weird. So without further ado, let's talk about week four. Um, things well, are going to change. I mean, there's, there's other teams that have this as well. I gotta make it. I gotta make a joke. As you guys can't see us, but Champ's gonna shake his head vigorously. Uh, it appears as if the Chiefs' backup quarterback was taking playing t- Sam Cam Newton a little bit too seriously. Yeah. <laughs> didn't have to. Didn't have to method act it that much, buddy. Uh, <laughs> Could have gone without the illness. Oh, but I'll, I'll, right. I'll, I'll, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll echo. I'll echo what you said. Uh, there's a lot of people in New York in the NFL office that are making many, 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 many monies. Uh, I hope there was some sort of plan. Like this was bound to happen, right? It was bound to happen. If they're caught completely flat-footed like MLB was, I am going to be so, so sad. Uh, not just because betting and football is taken away from me, but because what were you doing for six months? Um, right. There's got to be some sort of the league, of course. You know, having all this extra time and you know, these are the two most prominent franchises in the NFL right now. I think you could argue that. I think they, they certainly are two, uh, you know, the, the best team and then the, the most public-facing team in the Patriots. So we're going to talk about the Chargers. We're going to talk about the Rams. We're going we're gonna to make best bets here. Uh, our guess is as good as yours if these games are still occurring. Maybe it's just a, a league-wide week four bye and just we'll yeah. run it back for week five. Who knows? But um, let's talk. Let's We're starting with... The Chargers, the 2-1 and one Los Angeles Chargers, a brutal loss last week at home to the Carolina Panthers just when they were looking good. Um, rookie Justin Herbert, very forgettable game. I think both of us kind of thought this is not a guy we really think is going to be an, ex- an outstanding player. And then he comes in week three, and he was freaking awesome. awesome yeah. um, you know, and that partially because, you know, the Chiefs probably weren't able to prepare for him. And sometimes it's easier if you don't have preparation, you just go in there and uh, you're playing backyard, junkyard football. And that's what Herbert seemingly did week one. Obviously, played great, but lost the game with that pick. And then last week was nowhere near the same player. However, if Eckler catches Austin Eckler, the running back, if he catches that lateral, he probably walks in for an amazing, uh, unbelievable game-winning touchdown. Uh, Justin Herbert's been great for Keenan Allen props. He's been great for Austin Eckler props and, and fantasy for both those guys as well. So even if he's not winning or doesn't look great necessarily, um, they their offense is, is moving the ball a lot better. We'll see, obviously, yeah. what happens uh, yeah. when... Uh, assuming Ty- Tyrod Taylor will eventually come back and play. So the Chargers, they're traveling to Tampa Bay to take on the 2-1 Tampa Buccaneers. Tom Brady uh-huh. really getting it going. Uh, Chris Godwin will be out for this game. So the Tampa offense is going to be undermanned, but they're still a great team. They're favored at home by seven points here. The total is 42.5. This game is tomorrow at 10 a.m. from Raymond James Field in Tampa Bay. What are your picks here for Chargers at Bucks? Nothing was was crazy off, but I like, and it's probably a result of Godwin being out, is that you've now got a little money coming in on the under, and it's pushed that over um, in kind of the wrong, not wrong direction, but right direction, is if you're going for value, right? So I like over 21 first half, over 21 first half in that Bucks-Chargers game. Uh, I think the, uh, the Chargers are going to get one, and I think the Bucks are going to get two, and then we're just hoping for a field goal in there. Or a two-point conversion, maybe. Or a two-point <laughs> Although, conversion. Although, yeah, you know, there's been a lot of kickers missing after points and stuff, and I actually lost the first half under a couple weeks ago, or over, excuse me, uh, based on a couple of it missed extra points. So uh, we'll see. My pick here, I'm going to run it back here with a teaser. I'm going to do the same exact thing from last week that I did with the Chargers that did not hit, but I'm going to take Chargers, or excuse me, Bucks minus one 
and I'm taking the over 36 and a half. Uh, I do think Tampa is going to be able to move the ball. Uh, you know, Tom Brady, obviously, week one was was not very good against the Saints. But in this previous, in the last two weeks, he's been very, very good, efficient. This is a good offense. Leonard Fournette and Chris Godwin are both out, but this is still a team that's going to be able to put up some points. Uh, and we've seen it with the Chargers. Look, Herbert can move the ball. He makes a lot of mistakes, but I do think they're going to hit 36 and a half. And I do think that this Tampa Bay team uh, is the better team. So uh, I'm, I think I misspoke that uh, the Chargers were two, and they're actually one and two. So this is a big game for them. They can either yeah. even their record up at two and two, or they move to one and three, and that's going to be very difficult to come back and try to be competitive. So I'm taking Bucks minus one over 36 and a half in a teaser. Chris is taking uh, over 21 first half. All right, let's move on to the other Los Angeles team. The Rams, as we mentioned, a tough loss last week in the the very waning moments of that game against Buffalo. Uh, Look, the Bills are a great team. Josh Allen is is probably uh, the second highest favorites to win the MVP behind Russell Wilson. The the Rams, they played great ball. They they moved it very well. Uh, Darrell Henderson looks amazing at running back. Uh, You know, despite not having Cam Akers there, this offense is still... Moving it well. I mean, Robert Woods and Cooper Cup are just terrific, outstanding receivers. And that defense obviously has star power uh, for both Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. Uh, so this Rams team, look, we, we neither one of us were very high in this team coming into the season. They look like they could absolutely contend to win this division. Like, absolutely. So um, they're taking on, in theory, the worst team in the NFL. They're <laughs> 0-3 New York football giants to traveling to SoFi Stadium to take on the 2-1 Rams. The Rams are 13.5-point home favorites. The total here, I'm seeing at 48. This one is in the afternoon tomorrow at SoFi Field. Give me your bet here for the Rams and Giants. Yeah, definitely uh, tip of the hat to the Rams. I, I like that. That game was fun to watch. Even though I bet on the Bills, when the Rams came storming back, I was – at the edge of my seat, leaning forward, cheering for him. I, I really enjoyed the heck out of watching that game. The Giants, uh, how embarrassing, right? The walking wounded San Francisco 49ers travel across the country and beat your brains. Their B team. Probably yeah, their the, team, actually. Yeah, basically the practice squad kicked, kicked the snot out of uh, a professional football team, and I had people say, oh, we'll take one. Well, give me a break. I don't, one guy is out or two guys are out on the Giants. The 49ers, don't, you don't even know people's names. There was no names on the back of some of the jerseys and the guys playing for the 49ers. So uh, hang your head, New York Giants. That is, that is quite poor. Um, I don't think you could probably make this line high enough, uh, especially the way the Rams have looked. And my boy Aaron Donald, uh, got to spend my 10 seconds loving on Aaron Donald again. Just absolute havoc everywhere he goes. Uh, I enjoy it so, so much as a guy who played on the line, watching him just dominate from, from the interior. So I'm going to take a prop. I think the Rams are going to try and put him on it. Jared Goff, who I was very much down on and thought he had one of the worst contracts in the NFL, uh, time will be told. He's looked really good, and I think he's going to light it up against a stinky, 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 stinky Giants team. Over 279.5 passing yards at minus 107 is what I saw it at. So if you can get it at minus 110, I'd feel good about it. Over 279.5 passing for Goff. Okay, so Chris likes Jared Goff to continue a, a really nice season for him. He had a great game last week against a pretty good Bills defense. Uh, I also really like the Rams here. Um, I'm surprised this is not over 14 points. Uh, you know, the Giants are terrible. They're traveling east to west. Uh, they, they just they just make a lot of mistakes. The defense is bad. Daniel Jones makes a lot of mistakes. Um, I do think that this is a game that the Rams defense will feast all over that, that Giants offensive line. So I like the Rams to cover here. I'm going to go ahead and buy a half a point here. I want to give this down to 13, but I don't blame you if you want to just keep it at 13 and a half. Um, and I also like some alt lines going up to, uh, you know, minus 17, 17 and a half. I think, I think the Rams just absolutely 
are in a smash spot here. Look, this offense is nowhere near as good as it used to be a couple years ago, but it's still a great offense with a great offensive mind in Sean McVay. Uh, it's a team that's running the ball. I mean, Darrell Henderson looks like the absolute real deal. So I yeah. do think that yeah. even if they will try to run this game out, they're going to end up scoring points there. Um, and the Giants were a team that I thought, you know, maybe could be competitive enough to you know, score points and just give up a lot of points and be in games that way. But it does not look like Daniel Jones is progressing like a lot of us thought he might. Uh, so I'm going ahead and comfortably take the Rams here to cover and move to three and one. And they are, I think, undefeated, right? Yeah, they're undefeated at home. So yep. uh, keep the, keep the gravy train going there at SoFi Stadium. All right, let's move on to best bet time. Just want to remind everyone I'm 3-0, actually 4-0 in best bets so far this year, but we're going to start with Chris here. What's your best bet? Going to follow on the coattails of that plus 5.5 Lions, plus 5.5 Dolphins. Seattle is traveling to Miami for whatever reason. The Patriots and their dominance over the past 250 years of playing still seem to have trouble when they go to Miami. I'm feeling that same way about Seattle traveling all the way across the country. Uh, Seattle, a good team, but I think maybe getting hyped a little more than they should. And I think there is a potential here for the Dolphins to maybe even win this guy, steal it in a weird, stinky old game. But I like Dolphins plus five and a half, minus 105. Yeah, I like that too. This has been bet down. I think it was originally Seahawks. It opened at uh, seven point road, do- uh, road yep. Davis, excuse me. And then it was six and a half. And now it's all the way down to five and a half. Um, believe it or not, the Seahawks have not won in Miami since I believe 1994. If you look at the weather for this game, it's going to be. Hurricane-like conditions, you know, uh, <laughs> a, a cool 99 degrees with rain and, and monsoon-like winds. Um, so, you know, I, I do think that the Russell Wilson's still going to win MVP. And, and sure, he could still go out there and have an amazing game. Actually, traded for him uh, in my big money fantasy league, thinking that he is that guy this year. And I, I think Fitzpatrick's going to absolutely match him tit for tat. Uh, he, he's a you know, Fitzpatrick comes to play these types of situations, and that Seahawks secondary is absolutely abominable. For as good as Russell Wilson has been, Chris, the Seahawks secondary has actually allowed over 450 yards more passing to opposing quarterbacks than Russell Wilson has thrown. And, and it's been very well documented how efficient Russell Wilson has been throwing the ball this year. So that, that Seahawks defense uh, is the real MVP and allowing Russell Wilson to pursue this MVP. So that's an interesting game. And, and certainly I think a lot of people are probably going to take Seahawks and survivors. So I would, I would yep. absolutely say move off of that one because you have a lot of value to gain if the Seahawks do in fact lose. All right, my best bet here, I'm going to take a teaser, an NFC North teaser. I'm going to push Bears plus two and a half, past the three, past the seven. One of the great aspects of Edge Finder, which we talked about earlier, uh, is one of the guys, Mike, is a mathematics genius, and he, for whatever reason, has a passion for teasers unlike anything else that I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> he will tell you, the most valuable teasers get you past the three, get you past the seven. This game obviously gets you there in the Bears, and the Bears are playing really well. They're 3-0. Uh, Nick Foles, probably lucky to win that game last week, but I do think the team has, and, and the players have a lot more faith in him than they do Mitch Trubisky. Uh, and I, I expect that game to be relatively close. I don't know why uh, there is a two-and-a-half point spread. Uh, the Colts are, are, are really not that good, even though that defense is very good. So plus eight-and-a-half for the Bears. The other side I'm taking is Packers, minus one. They're playing the Falcons, and uh, you know if the Falcons get down, or sorry, if they get up big, you know they're not going to win the game. So I'm not really sure what you do with the Falcons. <laughs> you play hard to get a big lead to, to, to obviously uh, sustain it. But uh, they have two of the worst collapse I've ever seen in back-to-back weeks. Yeah. Uh, you know, Dan Quinn, obviously, is a, a dead man walking. So uh, I like the Packers here. Look, they look great. I was wrong about them. I thought last year's 13-3 record it was a mirage that, you know, I thought it was in the possibilities, uh, the realm of possibilities that Rodgers can come out there with his hair on fire after they draft their first-round quarterback. But I didn't expect it. Um, I expected – uh, this division to look a lot differently, but it's clear the Packers are, are definitely 
the class, at least right now. We'll see about the Bears. But I do expect them at home uh, to whoop up on the Atlanta Falcons. That can't stop anybody on defense, even though uh, the Packers are going to be without wide receiver Alan Lazard and potentially without uh, star wide receiver Devontae Adams. Uh, the Falcons have injuries of their own. Calvin Ridley, um, Russell Gage, and Julio Jones all practiced yesterday, but they all are officially listed as questionable. Neither one of them are fully healthy, and uh, that defense can't stop anybody. So I'm taking an NFC North teaser. Bears plus 8.5, Packers minus 1. So those are our bets for week four of the NFL season, however that may look by the time you're listening to this, however that may look, we're watching football tomorrow, Monday, and maybe even Tuesday now uh, with the Chiefs and Patriots. I know we haven't talked about the Lakers. We haven't talked about the Dodgers. Both obviously look great. The Lakers are up 2-0 now with a, a couple of covers in the first few games against the Heat. The Heat are very banged up. Of course, Chris and I like the Lakers here. I don't think you need us to tell you that. We like the Lakers. Even with Bam coming back, this Heat team uh, you know, seemingly never gives up, but the Lakers are clearly the more talented team there. The Dodgers take care of business in the best-of-three wildcard series against the Milwaukee Brewers. They are now going to play the San Diego Padres. That is a wow, scary wow, wow. matchup as far as I'm concerned. Uh, the Padres have an immense star power. That's a team that's very familiar with the Dodgers. Uh, the Dodgers do have, obviously, much, much better pitching. So that series is going to begin Monday. Any just kind of high-level thoughts on the Lakers or Dodgers before we wrap this one up here, Chris? Uh, without looking at it, I would just continue to bet the Lakers into oblivion. I think this is – we could just end this game now. We could play a three-point contest. We could uh, – what was the joke you made that midway through the game four sweep, uh, LeBron and AD are going to play each other one-on-one so they can determine the who MVP. the MVP is? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, Something like that. I just don't. I just don't think the Heat have it. Uh, the injuries don't help, uh, but I think they're overmatched. So I would happily just continue to bet the Lakers, quarters, halves, whatever you want. Uh, if you are a big time Laker fan, just screw it and just keep going with it. Ride the hot hand because I don't think the Heat. This is the time to take a public team when they're. Yeah, this is yeah exactly the time to take it to public team and feel good about it. Dodgers Padres is going to be great. My stinky stinky Cubs bought out with a whimper. I will be watching that very closely because uh, I enjoy both those teams quite a bit. I'm excited. Like I don't know when the last time the Padres were good, but I always tip my cap when organizations just put all the chips on the table. They spend the money. They make the trades. They do whatever they got to do because this is their chance, and I think the Padres have done that. And we set it away at the beginning of this before MLB started. The Dodgers are the veteran savvy, been there before. We know what we got to do, team, taking care of business, just a well-oiled machine. This is going to be, I think, an exciting exciting baseball series yeah it, it, it has the potential to be really the best series the hardest series i think the dodgers will play um for for some time i think this i think this Padres team is, is very good it's a type of talented team that you would expect to see in a championship series not a divisional round so it's weird to see uh you know an, NL, an all nl west divisional round but this is unlike any other year and uh, it's gonna be a challenge for the dodgers I, I feel good about them winning this series but it's best of five uh you know this this Padres team a lot of star power, so Definitely. it's going to be interesting. And, and did you see the video of the of the Potters fans welcoming the team back last night? There was like a party in the streets, yeah, no one awesome. wearing masks. It's like you get it, guys. <laughs> waiting for this since awesome. 2007 or whatever. But come on, like you know, we're still in the middle of a pandemic. Like you didn't win the World Series. You won a <laughs> wild card, best of three series against the Cardinals. Hey, I guess everything is relative. Uh, but I do think the Dodgers win this one. And my my bet here is Dodgers in. Five. I do think the Padres are going to win two games. But the good news for the Dodgers is they swept the Brewers. They're going to be able to reset their pitching lineup, or their rotation, excuse me. So Walker Buehler uh, is expected to pitch game one. And Kershaw looked absolutely outstanding uh, in game number two. He should pitch game number two. So 
that's it for us here in, in episode 58 of Bleeding Bending LA. By the time you listen to this, hopefully no one else has been diagnosed with COVID in the NFL and we can find some sort of way to get this game back on the docket, whether that be Monday or Tuesday. But for Edgefinder, for the Believe Podcast Network, for Stag Capital, for Chris Lewis, I'm Sam Maxwell. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.